What radio? The music you want. With your host, he's Dan. Don't do anything stupid. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. (laughs) You know, I do a lot of weddings and bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs? I haven't done one of those since I was in South Florida. (laughs) That was so many years ago. Uh, a lot of corporate events, karaoke, and video dance parties have been my specialty. Today on the program, I have Mike Haynes. What? Uh, you don't know who Mike Haynes is? Well, you're going to get to know who Mike Haynes is, or at least a little bit of his story in the next few minutes. So stick around. Pretty interesting guy. I'll tell you. Pretty interesting guy. And uh, full disclosure, he's my brother-in-law. Yeah, I got some family on the podcast today so stick around this week's shows i will be at the rab in conway arkansas on friday night the video dance party karaoke jam it's a it's a good time always a good time at the rab in conway arkansas and the they got a full bar they got the kitchens open pool tables they got a pool tournament on friday night so if you want to try to make some money i encourage you to check out the rab in conway arkansas yeah do it be there All right, let's get into it with Mike Haynes. I got him in the office, man, and that's pretty cool, man. I set up a couple cameras, a couple microphones, and uh, we went at it. So uh, if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan page, and you could see his pretty face right next to mine. (laughs) But if you're listening to the audio version, hey, that's good too. There's a lot of good information here. Let's get into it with Mike Haynes. You can say whatever you want, man. Oh, no. We're not going to do that. No, this is your story, man. You tell it any way that you want, man. Oh, no. It's not my story. I'm just trying to teach... I'm just trying to teach safety out there so we can get our jobs done. Just put it on your head and it'll it'll slide down. Slide it up. No, I'm just trying to get our job done. That's all I'm trying to do. There you go. There you go. All right, I got Mike Haynes, man. What's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. My actual brother-in-law. <laughs> Just trying to stay out of trouble. That's all we're trying to do. Well, no, you, you well, a little <laughs> bit of trouble's okay. That's yeah. the American way, isn't it? Uh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I stay more in than more out. All right, man. Well, you're hanging out on the What Makes You Famous podcast. What brings you here, man? I mean, just uh, yeah, I just want to talk to some of these people about, you know, big trucks. Some of, them, some, but, of them, some of them don't understand what the what the issue is with trucks. Before we go there, let's start with a baseline, man. Who who is a Mike Haynes? What oh, is me? a Mike Haynes? Me, I'm I'm just a nobody, man. I'm just a truck driver. Well, me too. With- too old to too old to do manual labor. Just got to crawl in a truck, right? We'll start with where where you're from. You know, I always I usually start with uh, you know where you're from, where you are, and then where you're heading. 
That's usually how, the way these things go. Uh, and, we don't want to know nice... where I'm headed. We already know that, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, start with where you are. You are kin to me, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, by, by marriage. And I know a little bit about you, but I don't know a lot about you. Uh-huh. And this is your chance to tell people a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you came oh, from. I like and to then, stay secret now. And, and then, find, you know, you can tell as much or as little as you want. Yeah. about who you are, well, Mike Haynes. Been driving trucks and just driving trucks, raise kids and turn wrenches is all I know how to do. Well, I mean, so. yeah, tell us about the turning wrenches. Where, where did, you, where did that start? At, worked at Triple C there for a long time and uh, working on lawnmowers and stuff up there and raising kids in the meantime. They were good to me up there. And these new owners, they're not bad either. So, Where's Triple C at? Over on Conway, over on, uh, what is that, Dave Ward? Is it still open? Yeah, yeah, they're still open. Well, good. It's always good to give so, credit where credit is due, man. If yeah. these people have helped you along the way, yeah. you, you, it's nice to, to turn around and, and give them a little shout out. And yeah. we'll put that yeah. on the walking tour. The what <laughs> makes you famous walking tour. tour. You know, yeah, right. Step through uh, so, Triple C's, and if you need some lawn, a mower, uh, or what is lawn it? Lawn whatever they, they got, just about anything. Blowers, you know. Well, fantastic, They even man. got some tractors out there I see now that they put in since I come off. Well, there's a baseline. I mean, yeah. how long ago was that that you were working on those engines? Oh, about, oh, about two or three years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm- arthritis got the best of me, and I can't hold them wrenches no more. So, Man, you know, I've been waking up. My, my hands have been hurting. It's a drag getting old. You know, when, when I fall asleep, uh, usually it's my right hand will, like the thumb will start throbbing. So I have to put it down below my heart. Do you want me to go there? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, we'll talk about throbbing thumbs because you know, you know your mother-in-law and your father's going to listen, or your mother yeah, and your well, father's going to listen They to told me to keep it clean as I can. So. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you, can, you can do whatever you want, man. It's, it's, your, it's definitely your story. But that was only two or three years ago. Did you, I mean, well, you were, you've been working on trucks for, and I've been working engines. on stuff all my life and, and right. driving trucks since I was, Probably in the in the what is it um, mid eighties? Did you go to school so, for that, or was that school no, of hard knocks? No, that's uh, hard knocks. Learn on the job. Uh, learn was, as you go. What was your first uh, tool, uh, dry, you know, engine servicing type job that you got? Uh, I never really had a servicing, just small engine stuff. The only job I really had, I went to school for Votech for uh, cars, but yeah uh, the computer industry at that time was just taking over everything and i couldn't keep up with it well all the cars are computers now when you step yeah. on the accelerator it's not even a uh, you're not even pumping the well, gas yeah, you're, you're pumping not, a computer you know, the only that's cars i gas. worked on back in them days was race cars you know drag cars and we built motors for them but you know when they come out there and started having computer cars four cylinders beating them my eights and i'm like i'm done i retired from that <laughs> you know what was that the, when i got, when i bought the ford mustang 50 back in 87 they had a, a probe that was a four cylinder with a uh, supercharger or a turbo Turbos. and the four cylinder gave you as much horsepower as, as a 50 yes the v8 50 and I was like, and you if know, you hooked up the right computers to it, you could adjust your horsepower on the fly. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm done. Right. I had the three o the three o two, and it had three hundred horses because it had oh, yeah. ship in there. But most yeah. of them had maybe two hundred eighty horses when they came out of the stock. But you can add that extra horsepower with a computer chip. Yeah. Now you did learn a little bit about that, but that that was it. That was the well. Uh, I learned enough that I wasn't going to keep doing it. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, the, the the training on them computers and them and them chips and stuff like that, just for to go work on a car now, the the training is just unreal. They got to be retrained every year because the technology increases that fast. 
Well, when I first heard about you, uh, you know, when I first heard Mike Haynes, it was always Mike Haynes, diesel mechanic. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Mike Haynes, diesel mechanic. Uh, He'll work on your diesel. And that was your specialty for the longest time. But then you've always done trucks, too, right? It's nice when you're a truck driver driving these big, giant diesel trucks to to know how to work on them because you see them on the side of the road. I broke down a little while back, and uh, the belt come up, slapped the plastic tank for the radiator reservoir and it busted it i got it towed in and they're like well it's gonna be two weeks before we can get to it and i'm like i can't wait two weeks i ain't sitting in here in idaho for two weeks that ain't gonna happen <laughs> so i went in there and i ordered bought the parts went out there in the parking lot it's misty rain it's 33 degrees and and i put that together and had to go get a hot shower afterwards because i was frozen but, but still. But I put it together in two hours and I was rolling. Well, that's a manly man. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a good skill to have yeah. is to be able I to work him, on your car. I just lost that money and I drove off, you know. <laughs> no, that's a good skill to have. People yeah. break down on the side of the road all yeah. the time. And, you know, folks like me, I'll be calling AAA. I'll be calling, uh, you know, my roadside service. I work for that record company. I did a lot of AAA stuff. I believe you, man. Yeah. Now, okay, yeah. these, are, these are other little, little truck driving, little pieces of mike haynes yeah. the puzzle yeah. you were uh, a tow truck driver how long ago was that and who, who uh, was it's it been a little while back I did that in little rock for uh a1 towing over there i did that for a while with them about five six years off and on well when i was firefighting down in the keys we used to deal with the tow truck service quite a bit yeah. and i know those guys work 24 hours a day it seems like oh yeah you never it's have dangerous a- too there yeah. was there was uh four drivers killed in ohio last year i mean last week or last month and that is another idea uh, another another no, little no, avenue of truck another, driving another reason i'm here exactly to, try to educate people on this so that we have less and less deaths and less and less accidents another little avenue people missouri did a, a, t- a study on some of their big truck accidents and they found that 85 percent of them was caused by a car because they don't know no better Mm. They don't have to take the same test. They don't understand why that truck is climbing that hill, why he's slowing down to 40 miles an hour, uh, because he's got 80,000 pounds on to where that car probably got 2,000 pounds. Yeah. Car, people, and all, even the luggage. And they fly past us, but when the truck goes over the hill and starts back down the other side, they pass that car again, and the people in the car get mad. Yeah. You know, and and people don't understand. It, It has to do with weight and gravity and... And like that driver in, in Colorado, he got sentenced to 110 years because his brakes failed on his truck and he run over some people in a car and killed four people. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. What, yes, when was this? This? Is, this was just here last month. Oh, well, what, well and, I don't even know what month we're in. Uh, so you're saying November, uh, yeah, November 2021. Yeah, well, it was I, in November. Yeah, yeah, November. And, 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 uh, and they just come down with his sentencing. And even the people that the family of the people that died are saying, hey, that's too extreme. And right now, trucks are refusing to go into Colorado because if something happens, they don't want to get put in prison. So this is like, uh, okay, I liken it to the medical profession where doctors have to have all kinds of insurance and they pay through the nose. You think a doctor makes $100,000 a year. Let's just throw that number in the air. And then he pays 50,000 of that in all kinds of insurance and premiums and and different kinds. And that's just to keep from being sued. To keep from being sued. Well, we have the same issue. Yeah. Even though it's a big company driving this truck that owns this truck, you got a driver that's sitting in that truck. 
Mm-hmm. And that driver has to get his own insurance to protect his own butt. Because when people go to sue, they don't sue these companies. They sue whoever's behind the wheel. And the companies will not back them up. Yeah, you know. And, and they wonder why trucking costs so much. The, what you were explaining before was just the simplest of physics. You know, the, the mm-hmm. heavy vehicle yeah. cannot make it up the hill as fast as the lighter vehicle. That's right. All right. Since you mentioned computers a while back, uh, you know, maybe in the beginning of this, uh, this podcast, let's talk about computers that are driving trucks now. How is I have that, seen that? How are you feeling about this kind of thing? Taking the well, who's human gonna, out of the equation. Who's going to be responsible? Correct. Who's going to be that? responsible? I have seen these trucks coming out of uh, the Houston area. Yeah. Coming up into Dallas. They're driverless trucks. They got a mannequin sitting in the front seat. And I'll tell you something. I would, be, I would love to be the guy that sets the mannequin up. Because he'll be flying the bird out of both windows. <laughs> you know, the mannequin is really, an, it, these trucks don't even need to look like trucks. There doesn't need to be a passenger a no. par, a compartment at all. No, uh, no. If it's, it's got, a robot it's got, that's driving, right? Right now, they don't have a truck designed for all this. So they're using regular trucks right. with the sleepers and everything. So they kind of blend in. But the biggest giveaway is you got this big black bar going all the way across the front of it. You've got these two big, looks like, Camping satellite receivers on both sides of the truck. They got some in the back and on the very front. It's got like stuff going on. I mean, it is just, it, it's unreal. And they're driverless trucks. And you're driving along right, as, right alongside them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel safer with them? Safer. What's I don't up? feel safe because okay. I don't even feel safe if you're driving your vehicle and I'm a passenger. Correct. Because, and you probably feel the same way. 90% of everybody out here does too. Yeah. You know, if I'm not in control of it, that's why I don't go on airplanes or cruises. <laughs> you know, if I can't fly that plane, I'd feel safer if I was flying that plane. But if I'm getting on that plane dependent on this guy, not knowing where he was the night before, uh-uh, I ain't riding. <laughs> well, tell, uh, let's back up a little bit. Tell me about truck driving Mike Haynes. When did truck driving Mike Haynes start? How long ago was that? How many about years? the mid-80s. Mid-80s, which would be 30 40? Forty years ago, yeah. I'm forgetting how old I am. Man. I don't want to go that way. I know but, I know. graduated. Graduated '86. So and, uh, we we got we got. I started hauling logs and stuff and and driving dump trucks on site for people way before I was ever 18. And and one guy I drove dump truck for before I was 16. So you know, I mean, we I've been doing trucks all my life. And and this is all local. Yeah, or was there a stuff. lot of cross-country stuff? A lot, a lot of local stuff until I hit 21 when okay. the insurances would cover me. And then when I hit 21, I went cross-country. Well, tell me about I the raised. difference between cross-country and local and the cross-country. Oh, tell well, the local stuff, you go from here to here to here to here. And, and you're you home never, every night. You never leave the state and you're home every night. Now, cross-country drivers, they're, they're never home. Some of them may not see the house for two to three months. Like me, this last trip out, I was out from Thanksgiving to Christmas before I come in. You give up family. You give give up up family time. These drivers, they give up everything. Yeah. When you're out there, and I don't care what nationality they are, if they got a towel on their head or a cowboy hat or or trucker's cap, Mm -hmm. it don't matter who they are. They are all away from their family, away from their home, and away from their wives. And, and they do it because you don't get to go take a crap without toilet paper. Y'all remember the toilet paper shortage? Mm-hmm. You imagine if all the trucks shut down and see what kind of shortage you would have. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have nothing. So Because everything is built 
or brought by trucks. Yeah, I've always said it's the lifeblood yeah. of America, man. You're the yeah. you're the vein. You're traveling through these veins uh, known yeah. as the roads and interstates, and and you're bringing products and services. Uh, you know, products to, to the boys and girls, the good boys and girls. Yeah, you are the Santa well, Claus. That's like. Uh, <laughs> My ex-wife's uh, husband, mm -hmm. he drives too. He drives for UPS. He said he got pulled over the other day. Yeah. And I said, well, how fast was you going? He said, I was in a UPS truck, man. I wasn't going that fast, but yeah. he's pulled me over. And he said, I said, well, what'd you tell him? He goes, well, I just looked at him and told him, uh, your wife's going to be mad if I don't get these presents to the warehouse so she can have them for Christmas. He said, well, that's a good one. So he let him go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> People don't know that a lot of these trucks yeah. are governed, especially UPS and, and yeah, FedEx. They, and they're, they're governed at about 60, 65 yeah. miles per hour. 65 it's to 72 is the fastest they can go, unless they're going downhill. So, you know, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But uh, you, you'll never, you can never have a, a FedEx or a UPS driver speeding. And you, and you do FedEx small truck. You're sure. a local driver. Sure, sure. So, you know, I mean, that's, and, and you see a lot of times, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll turn my turn signal on mm -hmm. and I'm waiting for an opening. 99.9% .9 of your truck drivers, when they turn on that turn signal, they got to have that light. Mm-hmm. So when all these cars start racing that turn signal and you can't get over, then he's got to slam on his brakes. He's got to slow down. When he slows down, it takes him 10 to 15 miles to get back up to speed. Correct. And it takes him forever because of the weight. Mm -hmm. And when, when he does that, you know, what has he lost? He has lost time on his logbook. He has lost time on trying to get that load there on time because of one car racing that turn signal. Well, tell me about time and logbooks and uh, people, well, people that have to work I know, a I know, certain amount I of can, hours. I can tell you about the logbooks back in the day. I just got back into the driving, so this electronic stuff, I'm still trying to figure out. Cause it's I'm still not, a logbook, it's whether it's electronic or not, but there's, well, there's certain the amounts thing, of time yeah, that people can work. Yeah, the biggest thing is, is we got a 14-hour shift. Okay. You're only allowed to drive seven. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, 11 hours, and that's it. So once you're on duty and do your pre-trip inspection and go back to driving, you cannot stop that clock until that 14 hours is up. So once you start it, you can't stop it. So when we get stuck in traffic jams, we get stuck because a car is not wanting us to let over and all this, we lose time that we can drive to get that product where it needs to go. And, you know, you see, like the turn signal incident, you the people advertise all the time, uh, Train crossing, flashing lights, don't race the lights. Well, it's the same thing with a truck. Don't race them lights because you're going to have the same result as if you race that light or you race this light. Either way, you're going to end up dead or seriously injured. Hmm. So, I mean, and trucks just can't start over and then whip it back because they'll flip over, lose control and all that because of the weight. Now, we just can't. We can't whip through traffic like the car can. So that explains the, the long way to go and a short time to get there exactly. is you have only a limited amount of time that you could be driving to yep. get to a certain place. Now, I'm watching uh, Over the Top with uh, Sylvester Stallone, and I remember his, his mud flaps said passing side and suicide. Tell me about people passing left or right of the big rigs. When, when you're passing on the left and you pass them, you don't just get partway and just ride there. Because you're doing the speed limit. That truck's doing the speed limit, too. But if something happens in front of him, their only escape route is left or right. 90% of the time, left or right. I got that backwards. But anyway, 90% uh, of the time, they're going to go to the right. Unless there's a car sitting over here. Then they're going to have to go to the left. But if they're in the center lane, they got to have one way or another. 
You do not want to ride beside them and block their emergency exits. Because I'm telling you, if there's a car in front of me and they slam on their brakes and I notice a car seat in there, whoever's on either side of me is fixing to get seriously injured because I'm going that way. I'm not running over a baby. Well, tell me about braking with a full load. If you have, uh, you know, maybe a partial load or a half load. It will take up to a quarter of a mile to stop an 18-wheeler at 65 miles an hour. A quarter of a mile. Yes. Let's sit on that for a second. A That's a long way. Of a mile. Yeah. That's what you race. Uh, you know, you were talking about drag uh, building racing. race cars, yeah. and when you're drag racing, it's mm-hmm. a quarter of a mile. And anybody that's watched a, a drag race knows. That's a pretty long distance. And it, it could vary a little bit. But mm-hmm. you got an 80,000 truck, pound truck doing 70 miles an hour. You're looking at almost a quarter of a mile for it to stop. Right. Come oh. to a complete stop. Now, if it's lighter, it can probably stop faster. Yeah. But we don't know that. Right. We know how much we weigh, but the cars don't. They don't get it. It's the weight and the length of these things. You can ride beside me in one spot on either side of my truck, mm-hmm. and I can't see you at all. Well, I've always been told uh, never buy a mechanic's car because their cars you generally don't get fixed as fast as somebody <laughs> else's car would. But I imagine that your vehicle uh, is your livelihood, and it's probably in as tip-top shape. You check it out every morning Most before of the you go. Most is. Uh, company drivers, they go every time they enter one of their yards, mm-hmm. they go through their truck has to go through an inspection in their shops to where it is inspected, checked out, brakes are checked, everything's checked on it before it goes out the other end before they let that driver leave again. Well, this is a learning podcast. Yeah. Let's uh, go step by step. What What is the checks? I mean, is it, is oh, it they tires? Check, they and- check tires, they check brakes, they make sure there's no recaps. They, they just they go through everything. Uh, everything on the safety end of that truck. Everything meaning so, open the engine, check the oil. Oh, yeah, check they, they check everything. I mean, they check that engine for leaks. If there's major leaks, they're fixed. Uh, brakes, if they are worn just a little bit, they'll put new ones on them. Uh, just everything. Oil in the hubs, wheel hubs, oil in the engine. Uh, well, we got new automatic transmission, so they check all that, too. So they check everything, because if that truck's down on the side of the road and they got to call a wrecker, it costs them a lot. But trust me, I drove a wrecker. I know what that stuff runs. <laughs> well, whose responsibility, ultimately, is it to make sure that the driver does the check? Or who is it that's doing the check? Is there a mechanic that does a well, check when they a certain bring amount them, of When truck? they bring them through their yard, they got mechanics that check them. Mm-hmm. Even though that truck went through that service bay and got checked out and parked, when that driver gets in that truck, he's got to recheck everything again. Every day, uh, some you got to do a post trip and a pre trip mm-hmm. on your logbook, and you have to check this stuff your lights, everything every day your lights, your mirrors, your uh, connections on your steering, your everything, tires. It, all is of that it gets checked. DOT right. regulated, yes, Department of Transportation it is regulates all regulated. that. Yes. And how often do, do uh, does somebody from the Department of Transportation come in and, and maybe you know, maybe do Inspect an inspection? You? Well, we cross them roads every day when we go in. When we're driving down the interstate and it says scale house one mile, uh, those is where we get our other inspections from DOT and transportation. We get fined, we get, and they are more thorough than anybody you ever seen. How often do you get a scale? Uh, how, how many miles do you drive before you get to a scale house? They're at the beginning and ending of every state. And. Some states, uh, Pennsylvania, they'll, uh, they've done away with their scale houses, and they opened up rest areas as scale houses. 
So they'll be driving along, and if they see a truck that they think needs to be checked, they'll pull his butt in there and check him. Well, is there a cost to this? Is that oh, part yeah. of it? They, they'll fine them, and if it's a major enough problem, if it's a light out, they'll write them a ticket and send them on the way. If it's a breakout of adjustment, uh, they've got a, a deal set up. you got the front axles, the two drive axles, and your two trailer axles. Mm-hmm. So if you've got two brakes out of adjustment, uh, they'll, they'll write you a ticket and send you on your way. If you got any more than that that's out of adjustment, then you have to call somebody out to fix that. If they can't fix it, then you're going to have to be towed off of that property. Is there a cost every time you go into a scale house, or is this an inspection? Uh, this, is, this is just an inspection. You might have six trucks pulling through, and they may pull two out or one out of that, six bu- out of that bunch of six to inspect them. So it's just random. It's whatever their computers pop up on who's next. How long does that take? Because that's eating up on your DOT it time. It takes anywhere to 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how, how extensive they go. They do paperwork checks, make sure that truck's got insurance. They do. You can't get no more thorough than what's being done out here now. I mean, you probably could, but then you won't have nobody out here moving because they'll be scared. Well, that's <laughs> another know? piece of cross-country trucking yeah. that eats into your time. So you eats into time. Okay, how, how long? Do, where, where are you physically trucking from these days from arkansas to where to where to where do you go all the way from east coast to west coast i can go east coast to west coast but i mainly do not go west past the rockies okay because for one california don't like trucks but Mm. uh, you can read that one on the news i'm not gonna get into that one (laughs) i mean give me your little your little synopsis on oh well they just they just they just don't like trucks out there. It's got to be a California registered truck. And if your truck is within so many years of being old, they don't want you in their state. They'll find you, shut you down, and send you out. Well, their emissions have generally, emissions generally have gone, been Well, in California, it's the only— since the, it's what, a, 70s? Yeah. The, California's the only state that you can buy a product, and on that product, it says, in California, this product causes cancer. Mm. That's your, your sign behind you. Right. You know, it would have to have that sticker on it in California in order to be shipped through it. Sure enough. So, no, okay. And, and well, okay, and that's going, why everybody in California moving out. <laughs> going back to my uh, my slight reference to Smokey and the Bandit, I remember they were taking, uh, was it adult beverage? They were taking beer from one, uh, from the Rockies. Uh, yeah, East. Coors beer from, from Texarkana back to Georgia. And they couldn't do that yeah. because it wasn't legal at the time. No, that's Is what that they told another? them. They told them two old boys, they said, that's illegal. He said, yeah. He said, what are you going to do with all this beer? He said, well, he's thirsty, dummy. He's thirsty. <laughs> Big Enos and little Enos. Yeah. They were thirsty. But yeah. no, I, okay, is that something that you run into as well, driving cross country? Is that uh, something that still happens? You, that still happens, but it's not with beer no more. Okay. Uh, beer's pretty much nationwide now. Where that happens at is you got people coming across the border that's being shipped in in trucks and are dying. Uh, you got drugs coming in that's coming across the border and packed in trucks. And a lot of times the drivers don't know it. I had a friend of mine, uh, was about 20 years ago, he got arrested uh, coming out of El Paso. He did. He picked up a trailer off the border that was sealed and locked, mm-hmm. and his job was to hook to it and take it to another place. Right. Well, he hooks to it, and he goes through one of them check stations. They check him, and he didn't know it was full of dope and money. So he was arrested the cur- on the spot. The courier must not know what's in the package. That's what you learn on every well, Bond film. Any, yeah, I learned that uh, 
if that sucker's sealed on the border, I want you to break that seal so I can see what's in here. See, man, every yeah. every time I have to deliver something, I don't need to know what's in that box. You don't want to know. I don't want to know what's in that box. Unless people, it's ticking. Then you get a little nervous, Well, right? I mean, some people will say, hey, what you bring me? I said, I don't know. I didn't order it. I'm not allowed to open the box. <laughs> it's a box. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. what I brought you is a box. <laughs> and, and I get that on the daily, you know, yeah. every day. But um, you, you want to know what's really funny? What is funny? My whole family. Please. I mean, it's everybody. Even my friends. They'll call me. What are you doing? Well, I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you driving a big truck? I'm at work, ain't I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, okay. Here's, there's a, another safety issue. Driving and talking on the phone. How, how is it that you, you safely, what is the safest way to drive and talk on the phone? There is none. There is none. But... I've got a headset yes. that is voice commanded, just like the one I got on now. Yes. And I got a microphone on it, and I tell my phone, answer or ignore. And sometimes it ignores me, so I just let it ring. And if I'm in traffic, I don't even answer my phone. Completely hands-free. Yeah. It's completely don't have to touch a bud no, at all. Nothing. Okay. Not even yeah. like an earpiece where you have to physically touch the button. No, my all it voice command. All yeah. voice command. And yeah. what, what brand is that? Because I, I like to. It's a Blue Parrot. Blue Parrot. That's what I've seen at all the truck stops. Yep. Uh, you know, they sell a lot of those things. So and Some of them's good. Some of them's bad. It just depends on which. I mean, there's like, it's like buying a car. You can buy the Corvette or you can buy the, what's that new ones they got now? I know the old ones, but. The ZR1, I <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, you can buy the Ford Pinto or you can buy, but half the people don't know what a Ford Pinto is. But. Oh, man, I had a Pinto. <laughs> I did, too. Yeah, it was fun, too. But the Pinto Stang, I think that was back in the 70s, uh, <laughs> where they just kind of mixed those things together. Hey, I had to a get Ford, a floor, and I put a two-barrel holly carburetor on my four-cylinder pinto i saw one of those at the track at hollywood speedway in hollywood uh, florida and we had a a, a quarter mile track yep. and they uh, pushed a 400 small block into a pinto i don't know how they did it but they did and i'll tell you that and, and it, it yeah they had to cut the firewalls and oh yeah, yeah. made that thing flew that mm-hmm. thing flew it beat it it, it did uh 12s, 14s, I don't know, it's somewhere in there, yeah. seconds, seconds to get across that, that quarter mile. But I digress. Yeah, man, go back to the trucks. It Please. takes them minutes to minutes. stop on that, on that deal, not seconds. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so safety, all right, we're, yeah. going, we're going through it, and, and man, I'm learning a lot, man. I, I, Mike, My I, biggest I, issue is, like, I had a lady the other day, I went, to, I went to change lanes. Mm-hmm. I turned my turn signal on four cars. That was parked beside me. I mean, driving beside me. Turn signal they, which way? I was going to the left. Okay. To get in the hammer lane. And uh, and as soon as this all these cars passed, I started over. And this lady races up there. And I'm committed. So I just ease on over. She goes off in the ditch. She goes does a lot of this and a lot of carrying on and slamming on her brakes. And and I just kept going. You know, I looked in my mirror. She's all right. I just kept going. Yeah. She's and, cursing uh, you up a storm. Nobody probably. else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, nobody stopped to help her. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen what she did. Mm-hmm. She was fine. No paint, no scratches, no nothing. We weren't going to worry about it. Well, I get on up to the truck stop. She pulls in behind me. Okay. And she is ranting, raving, throwing a fit. And she says, I've called the cops. I said, good. I said, good. She said, what do you mean good? I said, ma'am, that's fine. You call the cops. We'll get this settled right now. And since I see you got a car seat and a baby in the back seat, they'll arrest you for child endangerment. But my cameras are going to show what you did. And they're going to arrest you. So she takes off. Boom. Yeah. Paul's butt. Well, let's talk about that. You got cameras. She, well, I don't. 
she didn't know it. Right. But she already knew she screwed up, or she would. I mean, she came two truck links from behind me to mm-hmm. speed up there and get beside my trailer. Okay. She's wanting that check. Just because these attorneys tell you on the on these billboards and on the TV and all that, involved in a big truck wreck, what? Give you money. Well, that's only if you're alive to collect it. All those logos on the side of your trucks, they're dollar signs to a lot of people. Exactly. Some people will try to uh, yeah. uh, push the Well, they, the they've been told all their life by these attorneys on TV, since they were little kids watching cartoons, that if they're ever involved in a big truck wreck, that they'll get them money. Mm. Not every wreck's the same. No. I've seen people texting and run up under a truck and... When they was covered his body up, half of it was covered up over here, and the other half was over here because his car was up under that truck. That's you a high, high risk. Uh, to, to, oh, yeah. To, uh, try I to didn't get know that if that reward. was you or me that went off. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was me. I just needed to. Well, I might get you to show me how to make, make it make noise when it goes off. Or maybe it was you. I don't know. Well, either well, I way. don't make noise. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. But, yeah, and I've seen a lot of that. I've seen people, they'll be on their phone. People, when they are texting, or Facebooking, or whatever they're doing, watching porn, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But when they're doing it while they're driving, mm-hmm. their focus is 20 feet in front of that car. We'll start up a mountain with them heavy loads, and we're slow. Mm-hmm. We're slow pulling them mountains. I've seen cars behind the trucks doing this, not even knowing that they're doing 40 miles an hour. And then when they put the phone down and go, oh, I'm doing 40, they'll whip out, bam, get hit by another car or a truck passing, and not even look. Their focus, when they're on the phone, is 20 feet in front of them. That's it. When a big truck stops because traffic has stopped and they're on the phone, they look up, too late. They're dead. Put that phone in your glove compartment. Exactly. Put it down. There's nothing so important. Just turn it off. If you want it to ride beside you for security reasons, just turn it off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... they kill. These phones have killed more people than drunk drivers in the last five years. I see it constantly. When yeah. they first came out, hey, I'm guilty. I, I, I used to pick it up, and I, and I realized very, very quickly mm-hmm. how dangerous even looking at that phone while you're driving. That's just another distraction, and I'm eating not, while you're and driving. And I'm not saying truck drivers don't do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a bunch of them in the ditch where they did it and didn't mm-hmm. make it, mm-hmm. and it's cost them their life or their livelihood because once they have an accident like that, they're done. You're done. You're done. No, it's no, no second strike, no first no, strike. No. One time. One done. time is all it takes. Running up under a truck, one time is all it takes. There's another uh, little avenue of apprehension uh, for exactly. a driver you know somebody somebody that wants to get into this career of driving of driving trucks well hell i probably just scared the shit out of them now they don't want to do it <laughs> oh my god well i mean even even what was it maverick and goose uh when they uh washed out of their airplanes back in top gun yeah uh, goose said uh what's that number for 1-800 truck drivers i might need that because yeah because yeah. i just got washed out of this airplane yeah. truck driving you on your in your in your opinion is it a good job to have? Tell me about the people so. that, you know, they're getting out of school. They're thinking, maybe I'll go to college. Maybe I'll go to truck driving school. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll do there's, some other there's job. There's good truck driving schools out there. Mm-hmm. But if that truck driving school tells you that you can, I'm telling you something, there's a lot of bad trained truck drivers out there. I'm not saying every truck driver's an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not. So there's there's a lot of bad ones out here too just like cops you got good cops you got bad cops mm-hmm. just like politicians you got bad politicians you got worse politicians sure you do yeah what? I mean, wait did what? we just no 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 there's no good politician but you try to <laughs> come on you, you go into it thinking i could do good and then they start 
brushing your palms with silver, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, another story. That, okay. Yeah, we'll go back to truck drive. Get off politician. You can if you want. <laughs> this is all about you, Mike Gaines. I mean, but uh, you know. but you go, you go, you got you got the good schools. The schools that you have to watch for is hey, three weeks we can get you your license and you can be on the road truck driving. That sounds short. That is very short. <laughs> that is very short. How long do you I'm, think it takes? I've been to? driving over forty years and I still learn every day. Okay. And some of these guys go through. I tell you what, here's a real good example. Mm-hmm. When I was driving a wrecker, I had to go pick up a truck, and I'm not going to name the company because okay. I don't want CRST to get em, uh, get embarrassed. Beautiful. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting here driving the wrecker down there. I get there, truck and trailers broke down. Well, the trucks broke down. I got a hook to both the units, and I'm towing them. The two drivers are sitting in my wrecker, and I'm boogieing down through there, and I'm doing the speed limit about 70, 75 mile an hour. This driver looks at me, and I said, you got a problem? He goes, no, this truck's never been this fast. Said, well, if it's hooked to me, it's going to go this fast because i got other calls to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, I said, well, how long you been driving? He goes, oh, well, about three months. I'm like, oh, okay. And I looked over at the other guy, and I was like, so you must be the trainer. You've been driving longer? He goes, oh, no, he's the trainer. I've got two months' experience. Okay. That's okay. a scary, scary thought. I've heard tell, you know, when the people are, are getting jobs at, at these trucks, uh, you know, even the smaller trucks, a delivery truck, uh, the training is, here's the keys, don't wreck it. Exactly. That was it, period. And that's what they're doing now. They are, they are now, the government is trying to reduce the, the tough tests that people have to take. They're trying to reduce that down now so it's easier because they say there's a lack of truck drivers. And it's not a lack of truck drivers. It's more of the competition of all the businesses left the country and everything's being shipped in. So if, okay. you, if you have no manufacturing in the country, then everything's coming into the ports and then it has to be driven everywhere. Well, tell me about so, that. With the Okay, I, I've heard that the ports are getting all backed up because there's not enough trucks. Yeah, that, that's not the trucks. It's, it, that's political stuff. Okay, so there's no truth to because I, I know there's no truth on to the it. east side where you might drive all the way to the east coast. Mm-hmm. They have a lot better flow because most of our imports come from the west coast. Now I'm gonna put it this way, please. When Biden lifted trunks mm-hmm. tariffs on stuff coming from China, yes. When they lifted that, if you notice, this flow problem did not happen during COVID. Mm-hmm. Did not happen any other time except when Biden took over. But when Biden took over, and I'm not blaming Biden for everything. Don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. He is a dumbass, but we're not blaming him for everything. Okay. But when Biden took Trump's tariffs, and they didn't have to pay nothing to have them containers brought over here from right. China. Right. So every every warehouse I go to, everybody gets everything from China. So there's these big corporations go, well, hey, that tariff's lifted. Let's get as much ordered over here as we can before it's put back in place. I'm hearing, we don't know. I'm hearing about empty empty cans going that way and full yes. cans coming this way. Yeah. There is a, a trade deficit. Yes, if there is any, a trade deficit. Yeah, anybody that listens to the news, that watches, that even just looks at a port knows there's some kind of a trade deficit. Yeah, there's a big trade deficit. Now, first off, the manufacturing in the United States is all but deceased, mm. except for mom and pa places. Right. All your major manufacturers... You know, uh, for example, car industries. Yes. You know how many times we haul the same car back and forth across the border on the south? I don't know. A bunch. What happened to Detroit, man? That that was. Oh, the they're big, there. Yeah. They they just they making cars. They too? put they 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 
they put some parts on the frame and then they send it south and they put some parts on the frame and then they bring it back and then they finish it out up here. So, you know, you can say it's assembled in the United States. Assembled in the United States. Assembled. It's not totally manufactured in the United States. I've heard, I've seen that. I've seen that sticker. Assembled in the USA is not the same as made in the USA. It's like when you go to the store and you buy a bicycle and you get it home and you take it out of the box. Mm -hmm. You got to assemble. So you can technically say, I assembled that at my house. In the USA. In the USA. So, all these cars are coming pre-packaged to Detroit, and they're assembling them and then shipping them out. The only times they have a problem is when they forget to get the instructions for some people. So, you as the truck driver are (laughs) delivering a box of car parts that are assembled in in Detroit or any of And it's all picked up on the southern or northern borders. Big car manufacturing in in Mexico is what you're saying. Yes. And then in Canada as well? Canada's got some and and all the parts for the cars. Kind of like that saying on, uh, what was that show? Oh, man. Where they tried to blow up the asteroid. I mean, they went up there to blow up the asteroid. Oh, the the oil drillers. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. It's like all these parts all came from China. Gotcha. So they come over here. They're dispersed between Canada, Mexico, and partially in the United States. And then they're all pieced together. Then you got you a car assembled in the United States. But guess what? Every part on it came from China, Mexico, or Canada. Supply lines. Supply, Supply lines. Yes. Now we're getting into stuff that that I've heard. And, you know, we're, we're mixing a little bit of politics in here. The Congress can can uh, talk about the the... Uh, the, the different states they can regulate commerce between the different states and they can't regulate nothing they cannot no yeah. commerce has been set up from the 1600s 1400s possibly mm-hmm. whenever it was columbus came over here sure. was the beginning of commerce okay and that has grown and increased over from the time the pilgrims set foot here to now mm-hmm. it has been added to it has been added to and added to and added to, and it just keeps growing and growing. That is a commerce network that no one entity can control mm. because you've got all these different companies. You've got all these different owner-operators. You've mm. got all these trucks. Do you think one entity can control all these trucks? No, there's five. Five people control everything in the world. That's the conspiracy. Exactly. And, and it used to be uh, one of them was uh, Colonel Sanders before he went teats up. <laughs> yeah, but you got to admit, though, he got a lot of chicken put out. Yeah, there, he did, did he? man. Yeah, uh, it, right. And it was good chicken back in the day. I, but. I know I'm kind of goofing off a little bit. I'm kind of uh, getting off uh, getting off track, as it were, as it were with the maybe well, a I mean, racetrack. You still got a ship. Chicken. Yeah, you, you do. Chicken all over the country. Oh, I used yeah. to haul frozen chicken. I worked at KFC back in 86. Yeah. Somebody you know. asked me one time, they says, well, if you're heavy, how do you get across the scales? I said, well, I got a button in here. I'd push, electrify the floor, and all these frozen chickens would jump up and fly. Sure. And some people believe that. Sure they do. Just yeah, like some, the- some of them three-week truck drivers... Believe it. <laughs> I, I, I believe that might be true, man. You can have fun with them. Well, speaking of Mike Haynes, I know we've been talking about some serious things. You know, driving, just driving a car, you're putting your life into into danger anyway, and the lives of other people yeah. as well. But we're hoping 
that through this, it gives you food for thought and it gives you ideas, you know, to, to try to keep in mind that there's other people on the road. And when you see a truck driver with his signal on, which he will use if he's a properly trained Man, truck driver. I'm going to tell you something. Them turn signals are not a suggestion. No, they're coming over. <laughs> We're coming over. That's right. Turning left, turning right. They're coming over. But, uh, you know, what is it you, you do when in your off time when you're having fun? Uh, you know, it can't be uh, messing with engines all the time and and oh, working on your time? truck what, what's what's what your off do? time what do you what like do I doing do on my off time well, i'd love to go fishing and stuff but i don't have enough off time to do that oh people, man people gotta have their toilet paper man they just throw a fit when they ain't got nothing okay so tell me about a normal work week for mike haynes as a cross-country trucker when on monday does it start monday morning or it starts no, Sunday it starts night? i've had it start in the middle of the week middle of the day middle you know middle of the weekend Okay, let's you go know. with uh, one of the craziest weeks uh, last week when people are buying stuff online and, and shopping and people are, uh, this is the, the Christmas holidays, uh, not to uh, trying not to date these things, but uh, certainly this is a big yeah. week. Tell me about uh, your week as a truck driver, Mike Haynes, Mine, last week. I leave the house. When? With 70 hours, any day. What day? What any day last day. week? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be leaving Wednesday this week. Go ahead. And when I leave Wednesday, I'll grab a load. I'll head up to the northeast. Where do you grab the load? Uh, it just depends on where they get it. Uh, uh, it might be Little Rock, typically. Memphis, Cersei. Okay. I may go up and pick up some tater chips up there in Jonesboro and take them to Chicago. to get. So you're truck. driving a cab uh, with a with, sleeper maybe. And a truck and trailer. Well, uh, is the trailer with you? You yeah, have, yeah. when you go to the Little Rock, you have a trailer already? Yeah, yeah. I've already got my trailer. Okay. And, and when, when I go to Little Rock, I'll drop my empty trailer back up hook to my loaded trailer which is called a drop and hook and then i'll take off okay who owns the trailers are you working for a company or you're independent i'm independent okay but i'm set up to haul different companies trailers gotcha i can pull schneider jb just whoever okay. warner whoever we're signed up with and these are big uh, tra these trucking are big, companies these are big trucking companies okay yes. and the and name of your company is what mike haynes no calling? no i work for another gentleman okay so it's um but he's only got a couple of trucks. There you so, go. And is it and, what's is it advantageous? Because I know I've worked for radio stations. You know, I've worked for Mom and Pop, where they own one or two stations, and then I've worked for giant ones that own four hundred stations. And I always right. find that I have a better time with the, mom with the little pop, ones, yes. the little Mom yeah. and Pops. I got more. Yeah, I worked for big companies control. one time. I worked for one that was in Little Rock, mm -hmm. and it was when I first getting started in the cross country business. And I had a son born while I was on the road. Well, I came in, he was born, I left out the next day. And when I left out, he had complications. Now, remember, this was 40 years ago. We didn't have these. No cell phones. No cell phones. Gotcha. Didn't even have pagers back then. Yeah. So, and we damn sure didn't have this kind of stuff. No. So, we, so when I left the house, when I get to where I'm going... I'll call the house and check on everybody, and, and you do that phone call once a night because long distance was very expensive back Correct. then. Correct. Yes. Especially when you call and collect. Yeah, you reverse <laughs> those charges, and yes. it could be a dollar a minute, you uh, know? It's up to $2 a minute. Right. I mean, when cell phones come out, it was $2 a minute just to talk on a cell phone. I had in 95 yeah. and it Remember was the old bag phone that oh, was the motorola that was that, yeah i had yeah. a boss that had one of those and no don't use that phone no you can't <laughs> use it now so no but anyway i'd call called the house and i didn't get no answer right so i called my mother-in-law didn't get no answer and i'm like and i'm all the way up in uh new jersey uh rhode island area 
by this time. And, I'm and going, home base is Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. And I'm sitting here going, what the hell? So I finally get a hold of somebody the next morning. What's going on? Well, your son's at Children's Hospital. They called your dispatcher and they didn't tell you? I'm like, no, nobody's told me nothing. So I called my dispatcher and I'm like, what's going on at my house? Well, they had a few complications with your boy, but we didn't think it was enough important enough to bother you with because we had to have this load go. Okay. I said, really? So I dropped his trailer where I was sitting at that shipper. Uh, I already had $100 worth of money in my pocket, and the fuel tanks were full, so I bobtailed that truck all the way back to Arkansas. Bobtail means no, no trailer. trailer. I left their load sitting there and left because I was coming to my family to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I get to Children's Hospital. His lungs wasn't fully developed when he was born, so he was on breathing machines. Mm-hmm. So I went over to Stuttgart, where the offices was, for the where the dispatchers were for this trucking company, mm-hmm. and I commenced to kick that boy's ass all over the office. <laughs> These are decisions you got to make as a man. Yeah. You know, yeah. a family man. Well, especially. I got arrested, and they yeah. dropped the charges, and uh, they let me go. But the cops, when they heard the story and what was going on, they said, mm, yeah, we'd have done the same thing. So they let me go. Yeah, you got to weigh those so, decisions out. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. don't do anything illegal out there, my loyal listener. Exactly. Just um, don't go whoop ass because it's a whole different ballgame nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, right. a, there's a lot more than the cops just letting you go because that ain't going to happen no more. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I mean, let's go back to uh, that's a sad situation right yeah. there. But my son ended up being fine and everything else until later on in life. But that's another story. Yeah, but and you know that story, so I, I don't. I, I know a little bit about that story. Yeah, you know, but you can tell it at your time, at your leisure, uh, if you want to tell we're it. No, we're not. We're not going to discuss it. He, he got sick and passed away at the age of thirteen with leukemia. So yeah, I heard something about yeah. that. Probably so, exactly what you just heard, my loyal listener. Yeah. So there's pain and heartache in Mike King's oh, life yeah. too, man. Oh yeah. And, and if nobody's got pain and heartache, then they ain't learning life. All right. Well, <laughs> hard shift back to. What your normal week is. Normal normal work week. uh, I'll leave out of here. I'll punch that clock. Once that clock starts, I'll get loaded. I'll get unloaded. I'll drive 10 hours shut down because I have to do a 10-hour break. You know, legally we can drive 11 hours, but with traffic and everything else, you might be lucky to get 10 hours in. Because when I'm sitting in traffic, that drive clock is ticking even though I'm not moving. Are you getting paid by the hour or by the load? I get paid by the load. By the load. Yes. Okay. Yes. Get it there in six hours. Get it there in 10 hours. Yep. You get paid the same. Yep. And it depends on how far it is. Like when I leave here to go back up to the northeast, it'll take me two days to get there according to the drive time. Well, people here, it's good money. Oh, it's good money. It is driving good money. trucks. It is good money. And that weighs out even with the insurance and all the liabilities yeah. and, and the, the, the fuel and well, see, I don't have to pay for fuel because okay. my boss covers all that. Well, somebody's when paying he, for the when fuel. He, when he makes me a check, and I try to save him as much. I try to fuel at the cheapest places. Sure. Some of these company drivers, oh, I got these loyalty cards for this truck stop, and I'm going to get all the loyalty points I can. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fine and dandy, but you're screwing your boss when you're buying fuel at 80 cents more than what I'm buying it for, and I just got it across the street from where you're at. Yeah, and that loyalty card got you a free soda. <laughs> the biggest difference is when I go across the street back to the big truck stop, I had to pay $12 for a shower because I didn't buy fuel there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing about cross-country oh, yeah. trucking is keeping yourself clean. And, well, and, and keeping and, clean. Now, some of the drivers, they, they go above and beyond. I even offered one guy to buy to get him a shower, and he refused it. Oh, I'm not that bad. I said, yes, you are. 
Yeah. And yeah. the lady at the truck stop was like, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> and he got mad and left. You know, but I mean, you can, I mean, sometimes when a shower's not available for me, I still take baby wipes and, and clean up. Yeah. You can clean up. You got to keep clean, yes. man, because yes. it's, it's your health as well. well. It's your health, yeah. Not, not only are you driving, which is hard on a body anyway, I see some of these drivers come out of these things and they're hunched over looking like a caveman, you yeah. know? Well, think about it. I sit in that seat a lot of time, that driver's seat. I'll sit down mm-hmm. and after eight hours, we have to take a 30-minute break and then we can drive two to three more hours oh no no offense so, to cavemen out there sorry about that if there's any cavemen listening yeah, well you know i don't take offense so. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you pick uh, up a, you, you a drive your you, you got 14 hours to get where you need to go well actually you, you try got, to do you it got 11, 11 you got 11 hours to drive you got 14 drive. hours on duty on duty yeah including you your got inspections. A, you got including your inspections your fueling time and I got small tanks on my truck, so I might fuel twice. And that's mm-hmm. a, and, and I'll be honest with you: when you're driving down the interstate, and it could be in a car, truck, big truck, it don't matter. Big truck takes a little longer because mm-hmm. you're heavier and slower. But when you you're doing seventy miles an hour down the interstate, when you hit that, let off that exa- ex, uh, accelerator, you let off the gas pedal, and you start to exit, just to whip in and go to the bathroom, get fuel, whatever, grab you a cheeseburger and take off. You've wasted forty five minutes. Yeah. Because from the time you let off that accelerator, you go in here and you get a hamburger, you get a cheeseburger, or just go to the bathroom yeah. and come back in your truck, your car, and you get back on the interstate and get back up to 70 miles an hour, you've lost 45 minutes right there. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. that You've been is, on, you drove from Florida up here. You know what I'm talking about. No, that's food for thought right there. Yeah. Every Anybody that, that's taken a, a cross-country trip knows you take that one uh, gas station break. And some people had their dads who said, I'm not stopping for anything except gas. And you better take your pee you breaks. Learn, you better learn and, to pee in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> aim, 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 aim hard. Aim, aim well. Aim straight. All right, man. I, yeah. I know we've been chatting a little while. I, I didn't even get through your regular week, man. I, I got through one day of you picking up a load in Little Rock and taking it, yeah. uh, you know, and driving for 11 hours and well, trying to get some rest. Are you resting in the back of the truck or are you taking hotels? I sleep in the truck. Yeah. In the truck. I've got, a, I've got a bed. I've got a TV. I've got a microwave. I've got a, a DVD. I almost said VCR, but i got a DVD. <laughs> he upgraded. He upgraded. <laughs> I upgraded last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> but i got a, I got a DVD player. Uh-huh. Uh, some trucks have got satellite. Okay. Uh, just depends. Uh, yeah, you pull into some of these stations. they got uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi well, not kind of, at the truck stops. No, not at the truck no, stops. No. They, they used to. Well, uh, Flying J does, I, I think. Well, they used to. They all got bought out and switched around. They're okay. not the same as they used to be. But uh, matter of fact, most of them is taking out restaurants. And some people park and, behind the Walmart's got free Wi-Fi. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Half of them won't let you park there no more. They won't let you not park Not the big there. trucks. They'll uh, let campers and... Uh, uh, stuff like that parked there, but I won't let big trucks in. These are other problems. Yeah. Is finding a place to pull over. Finding a place to park is ungodly. There you, you can't go. You can't find them. All I right. told my boss man one day, I said, why don't we just open up a big truck stop with 500 parking slips in there? <laughs> he goes, what was that going to accomplish? I said, charge them $5 a piece to park. Because when we go to the East Coast, yeah, and some places in Texas and, and all up and along the East Coast and stuff, you go to a truck stop, you have to pay to park there. Okay. And I know going up the turnpike, some I see of them, truck some stops of them, Some of them's 20 bucks. Wow. For for your 10-hour break. So you're paying $20 to park there for 10 hours. I'm sure if it was cost-effective and there, there was a, a good uh, business model for it. So you- 
with the slips for five bucks. Yeah, I, five I, bucks. I'd pay that to park in a secured lot where I don't have to worry about nobody breaking into my trailer. And that's another thing we have to worry about. We have to worry about people breaking in our trailers. People breaking in your has has that ever happened? Oh yeah, you're thirty. Oh years yeah, of- I seen it. I was at New York stuck in traffic, and there's a guy I hollered at him on the CB radio and said, "Hey, dude, you got people in your trailer." He said, "Not worth it," and he just kept driving. And they were selling stuff out the back of his truck to people in the traffic jam. Out in a traffic jam. In a traffic in jam. New York. In New York. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Come on. You see that in the movies, man. That's that you see it in life, too. You wouldn't believe what all I see around these countries. It's the stories, man. Yeah. It's the stories that... Oh, I that, can sit that, here and tell you stories on the road. Well, give us a, and, give us a couple of good ones, and, and then we'll close this thing out, man. I, well, I'll tell you what. That, I seen a car one time. It was overloaded with people. Mm-hmm. And it was a heavy car. A small car. Okay. And they're driving in front of me. We was coming through Amarillo. And uh, we got outside of Amarillo, and all of a sudden, I watched that back tire of that car, and it just wobbled a few times and shot off. That car hit, dropped down, spun like this, and went in the median and started rolling. Every time it rolled, it dropped a child out. <gasps> and it rolled, another kid, and then another kid. And I slammed on the brakes. I turned sideways in the road. I got one kid up out of the road, got him over there with the other kid, and I went through here picking up little, I mean, anywhere from 2 to, to 12 years old. And it was like five or six of them. And it was a family. They was traveling. Yeah. Dad was pinned in the car. Mama was pinned in the car. Dad broke his shoulder, and that was the only serious injury. Each time that car rolled, a kid fell out that window, and then the car would roll over and leave the kid sitting there. And I'm like, oh, my God, these people are so lucky. Yeah. And I put all the kids in my truck. At that point in time, it was far enough back that uh, my kids used to ride with me. I raised them in the truck. Okay. So they wasn't with me on this trip. They stayed home for a holiday or some kind of get-together. So they stayed home uh, at, the, at, the, at her parents, at the kids' grandparents. They stayed with them. I was by myself. But all their toys and stuff was in the truck. So these kids sat in the sleeper, and they played video game stuff while the ambulances and everything come up there and took care of their mom and dad and, and all the cops. And then I give them stuffed animals that my kids had in the truck. I give them all stuffed animal, and then they got in the ambulance, and they all left. And there's some good there and some bad. I'm glad that none of the kids were even hurt. They didn't have a scratch on them. Amazing, man. I mean, it's just ungodly. And then, then there's some instances where I see where nobody's made it. Right. So... No, I was a firefighter for the last uh, for uh, uh, from eighty nine to ninety nine in, in the and Florida you've seen, Keys. You, you've seen some. I, I, oh, you've seen some bad wrecks down there. Down in the Florida Keys, I've seen my yeah. share, man. Yeah. And I, I imagine being on the on the road. You see a car on the side of the road turned over, and the, a truck driver mm-hmm. will see that. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times nowadays, it you know back in the day, eighties, seventies, stuff like that. Truck drivers were the heroes of the highways. Yes. Now we feel like we I are, saw Convoy. It was great. Yeah, right? <laughs> now we feel like we are the enemies of the highway. Mm. More we're like do, smoking the doing, bandit. We're doing our best out here, but every time somebody drives by, they want to do that one-finger wave for you, mm. and, and, and you ain't done nothing. You're just sitting there driving. So I look at it this way. If I'm not told that I'm number one yeah. at least three times a day, Hell, that's been a good day. They don't realize their big screen TVs on the back of that truck. Their their toilet paper. Their uh, uh, anything that they ordered on on uh, any of these Amazon well, I mean, or, or eBay it. is on the back of that truck. You think about it. If you shut down every truck in the country, mm-hmm. and that's happened for, before for during COVID, people know how to bad the toilet paper situation got. 
Just imagine if they shut down for seven days and all warehouses and all stores are set up to where they get two to three loads of stuff a week. Walmart gets anywhere from three to four loads of trucks, truckloads a week to keep their shelves stocked. Now, you imagine if everything shut down seven days, there would be no tampons, there'd be no toilet paper, there'd be no diapers. There wouldn't be nothing on them shelves, much less food. Food. Yeah, but... Yeah. You got no food and no tampons. Mama's going to be hard to live with. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Haynes, man. All right. Any other avenues you want to explore? Anything that you solidly want to tell people about the trucking? I, I know it, this is mostly to give people food for thought. Uh, be mindful I, of the trucks, man. I, that's what I'm trying to do is give people food for thought. Uh, y'all don't have to take the same test we do. Our test involves distance of travel, breaking distance, and all this other stuff, which I think the lawmakers should make it to where the average person has to take the same test we do just to get their car license so they are aware of what trucks have to do. Well, tell me about those class licenses. Do you have a class B, class C, I've class A? I've got a, a class A license. I'm licensed to haul doubles, triples, uh, flatbeds, tankers. I can do, I do everything but hazmat. Okay. These companies don't want to pay extra for hazmat, so I don't haul it. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. You That's have to, a, uh, you have to we'll go to a different. To, we had to come in and do a whole different segment on that. Well, I mean, you have to, well, we can you know, uh, gloss over it a little bit. Do you have to get another certificate? Uh, you have for, to have background checks. You have to have, uh, you have to pass some rigorous tests and all these little placards on them trucks. Mm -hmm. You have to know what every one of them numbers are. And you have to know what every one of them symbols mean. Dangerous goods, DG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you you've seen hazardous placards? I, I've seen them. I've seen I've seen and stuff that's so contaminated going down the road that if you breathe it in, you fall over dead. Yeah. Stay so, fifty feet away from this truck at all times, yes, or five hundred yes. feet away from this truck at all times. Well, years ago, I hauled some stuff in my trailer one time. Mm -hmm. It just says military surplus, and there was only one barrel in my truck. I don't know what it was, and I didn't want to ask. <laughs> you just man and, and that's another hazard of being a truck driver yeah. is you just don't know what's in your truck sometimes mm -hmm. and especially if it's something for the government oh, or yeah. for the military they will put take this box from here to there i hauled no an questions. envelope one time in a 53 foot envelope. trailer just one envelope yeah. for a signature yeah i yeah. hauled it clear from norfolk virginia to colorado springs colorado over at the base over there and then turn around and hauled it back. I have heard of that. Yes. Uh, I think it's called the Custom government, Critical. Well, one the of government those. paid me to do that. Yeah. <sighs> There's some interesting stuff out there. Mike Haynes, man, anybody want to contact you or, or get more information about oh, this? Oh, no. Or don't, con don't, they, don't call Mike. Don't call, don't call Mike. Don't no, call is there any place there, that there's, they can? There's plenty of places they can go and look up stuff like this. Uh, uh, the government's got plenty of websites they can go look up. Any place that you go if now, you have if you a question? Some, if you want some comedy, okay, you want some good comedy, there's a place called uh, Bonehead Truckers that I like to watch for a good laugh. Is this a YouTube page? Yeah, and it is funny as hell. You And that's where you are introduced to the dumbass drivers. Okay. okay. And there's some out there. It's just like cars. Not everybody in a car is educated. Some of them's family tree don't even fork. Well, truck drivers are the same way. Some of them's tree never forked. It's more like a vine. It just runs through the damn trees. You know, it just, yeah. All right. Maybe after all this seriousness we've been talking about here on this podcast, uh, bonehead uh, truckers would give them a little.
up a little shout out. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> it is hilarious. I'm telling you. All right, I'm Mike Haynes, man. I've taken you taken up a little time and and we've told a lot of stories, man. And is there any shout outs you need to give to some people that oh, have helped you along just, the way or, you know, the only shout out I'd like to do is just pay attention. Just put the phones down. Okay. And that's 90% of all fatality accidents out here on the road, whether you're a truck driver or not. You will die if you keep that phone in that hand long enough. All right, Mike Haynes. I usually finish these things off with last words of the people. It could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, maybe a family member told you, or a mantra you wake up with, and you look in the mirror and you go, hey, Mike Haynes, do this. Or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Mike Haynes, give some last words for the people. Last words for the people. Well, keep your head above water. Get that bonehead out of the office. And... uh be safe on the roads, especially during the holiday seasons, because everybody wants to see their family. Well, there you have it, party people. Mike Haynes. Oh, my goodness. Talking about truck safety, talking about road safety in general. Just keep an eye on each other. You're driving a vehicle that's probably 2,000 to, hey, it could be 20,000 pounds or more. Uh, that you're driving around on these roads and you're driving this little vehicle and you're going to try to beat that big giant vehicle just be mindful that that vehicle that big giant rig vehicle that 18 wheeler that's sitting next to you they're going to win they're going to win if they get into a a crash with you nine out of ten they are going to win Uh, so uh, be be mindful be careful stay off your phones that's a big one that was a big through line right there you don't need to answer that text you don't need to answer that phone really but you know the safest you could be that nice uh, blue parrot i see that when i go to truck stops to get gas uh fuel up and and i see these uh the truck drivers driving around they got the the headsets with the microphones set up and uh and, and i didn't even know they were voice activated that's technology right there you say answer you say ignore uh, you know if they know the call they don't even have to look at their phone they can answer, keep their eyes on the road, hands at 10 and 2 or 9 and 3. I remember George Carlin said he keeps his hands at, at 2.15 and 9.45, give himself an extra half hour to get to work. But I digress, man. It was good talking to my brother-in-law, Mike Haynes, man. Thanks for coming in and, uh, and giving a little info, food for thought, man. These people don't really know exactly what a truck driver does unless they're actually truck drivers themselves you know people on the road see these big giant trucks and a lot of them think hey what a nuisance this big giant truck is in my way well they're in your way and they have a lot of stuff to bring to all the good boys and girls that are needing stuff okay there's another george carlin thing to talking about stuff (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, he had a big routine that he talked about with the uh, stuff. But everything that can be hauled is hauled in those big rigs. And Mike Haynes, hey, you're part of it. You're part of the, the lifeblood of America. The lifeblood of this world is those trucks uh, hauling stuff from place to place. I know you mentioned a lot about toilet paper, and that was recent people uh, t- doing a run on toilet paper and running out of toilet paper. That's pretty important. If you don't have it, you're going to wish you had it <laughs> more often than not. I mean, what else are you going to wipe with? 
I mean, what else are you going to wipe with? Mike Haynes, hey, man, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it so much. I hope some people got some good uh, information from you. I know I got some good information. And if I got good information from you, Mike Haynes, I know other people will as well. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If uh, Now, if you, I'm talking to you, I'm turning my attention to you. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Towards the end of the movie Forrest Gump, Forrest narrates that his wife died on a Saturday. When he is at her grave in the next scene, the tombstone shows her passing on March 22, 1982, which is a Monday. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan email info at radiowhat.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keysdan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening hey keysdan what you doing my line i'm playing the best music by request 24 hours a day click on the request tab at the top of radiowhat.com radiowhat.com Dot com.